Good evening. Welcome to Call of the Wild Ministries. I'm Dawn Noble. Well, I have some exciting news to share with you tonight, and it's about announcing the new name of this ministry. I will That's been the name of this ministry for the last two years since I moved. The Lord began to speak to me, and reluctant as I was, I decided to change the name of this ministry to Your Harvest Ministries. Now, I hope you liked the intro song. The title of that song is I Want the Joy by Rita Springer, and you can download that song on iTunes. It's a great song. And I've just decided that's it's an old song, but it's my flag, flagship song. I want the joy of the Lord in my life, and I want the joy of the Lord to come down. Now let's talk about Pure Heart. How, how did the Lord get me to this place to change the name of the ministry to Pure Heart Ministries? Well, there have always been... If you've listened to me for the last couple of years, you've you've probably heard these scriptures because I'm always talking about building a strong foundation for the Christian life. And I'm very big on foundation and having a strong foundation. As most of you know, if you're trying to build a house, it would be pretty silly if you didn't have a sure foundation. If your foundation begins to be off by even a quarter of an inch to a half inch, By the time you're done building those walls or or actually laying that foundation, you're going to have a crooked foundation and your walls are not going to be plumb. You see, the Lord is building us up a spiritual house because the Lord lives in us and we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. His whole purpose is to build us up a spiritual house. So our house has to be founded on good scripture principles. And Jesus is the cornerstone and he's the word. So when we build our life upon the word of God, we know that we're building a sure foundation. So I want to share with you some scriptures tonight that I feel have been foundational for my life. And so it, it just only seems um, natural to call my new mi- this ministry Pure Heart Ministries. The first scripture comes from 1 Samuel 16, verse 17, the B portion. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Now, the Lord spoke this scripture to the prophet Samuel when the Lord specifically sent Samuel to Jesse's house to anoint the king that the Lord had chosen. You see, Saul Saul was the king that the people chose. Saul was not the king that the Lord chose. So the Lord sent the prophet Samuel on a mission, and he sent him to Jesse's house. So when Samuel got there, he looked at Eliab, one of the older sons, and he initially picked him. And this is what Samuel said. He said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't look at his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. The Lord looks at the heart. 
Man looks at the outward appearance. That is very foundational for us because as human beings, we always seem to do that. We always want to look with our natural eye and we think that's the Lord's choice. And most of the time, it's not because the Lord is always looking at the heart. It will be the one that you think could not possibly be the one the Lord's choosing. And that'll sometimes be the one the Lord is choosing. You see, Samuel went through seven of Jesse's sons, went right down the line. And the Lord would say, no, I haven't chosen this one. After seven sons, Samuel was a little perplexed because the Lord had sent him there. And so he said to Jesse, do you have any more sons, any young son, any younger sons? And Jesse said, well, there remains the youngest and he's keeping the sheep. And Samuel said, bring him. And as soon as Samuel saw him, the Lord said to the prophet, arise, anoint him, for this is the one. You see, the least likely was that little punk kid out in the field with the sheep. But you see, that's the one that the Lord had chosen. So remember this. The Lord Jesus is always looking at the heart. He's always looking at your heart. And I know for sure he's always looking at my heart. The next set of scriptures I want to share with you come from Proverbs. So if you have your Bible, you can turn to Proverbs, the fourth chapter, and we can look at these scriptures together. Verses 20 through 23. And I'm reading out of the New King James Version. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not listen to this strong command. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of of your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh so we see how important it is to keep the word of god in our heart we have to what have i been talking about last two weeks i talked about it's time to plant i talked about in planning the engrafted work word in um, that 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 word has to be planted in our heart because it's able to save our soul so it is important to spend time in the word because we want that word kept in the midst of our heart we don't ever want the word to depart from our eyes These scriptures are important for people who are having physical or mental health issues because the scripture says their life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. We talked about that last week, the emphasis on studying the word, meditating the word, and memorizing the word. 
and keeping that word, like the scripture says here in Proverbs, in the midst of your heart. Verse 23, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of the heart spring the issues of life. I can assure you that every issue that you are going to deal with, you can name anything. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter whether you're looking at someone with pride in your heart, you have a critical spirit, you've done something wrong. It's all issues that are springing out of your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the heart come and spring the issues of life. All about the heart. The last scripture is from Matthew, the fifth chapter, verse 8. Jesus is speaking to his disciples on the mount. And this is called the Beatitudes. It's one of the Beatitudes. Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So you see, my desire is to have a pure heart. And so I'm on a mission to check my heart, to be diligent about what's in my heart, what's motivating me, what, what is, um, you know, it, the heart is the seat of our emotions. And the, the heart is, is, what's in the heart is, is, uh, is important. So we want a pure heart. Now, Jewish people on the Sabbath, which is typically begins uh, Friday evening at 6 p.m., they recite what is called the Shema. And they're reciting Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. So they recite the Shema every Sabbath. And I like verse 6. And these words which I command you today shall be in your, guess where? Your heart. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words, which I command you today, shall be in your heart. The Jewish people have a tradition as well. And in that tradition, they use what is called a mezuzah. And that's a Hebrew word for doorpost. And they would fasten that, and still do to this day, to the upper right-hand part of the outside door of their home as a sign of obedience and dedication to God. Now, the word itself, mezuzah, comes from the root zuz, which means turning oneself about. And it refers to that place on the door where the hinges turn. The word is translated in Exodus twelve seven as 
side post. And in, and in Exodus 21.6 and Deuteronomy 6.9 as posts. Now, the actual mezuzah is a symbol of faith, and it's, it can be wooden, it can be glass, it can be ceramic or metal. I've seen beautiful mezuzahs. And they're roughly about two to six inches in length. They can be very elaborately uh, designed. And um, inside the mezuzah, though, is a piece of parchment. It's a rectangular piece of parchment. It has the Hebrew, Hebrew scriptures written on it by hand in ink. The word for God, Shaddai, appears on the back of the parchment and is visible at the top of the mezuzah when it's affixed to the doorpost. Now, oftentimes they put the Shema in the mezuzah, the scripture that we just talked about. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Um, now, when the mezuzah is placed on the pulse of the door, it's done in obedience to this specific command. Thou shalt write them, the words of the law, upon the posts of thy house and thy gates. That's from Deuteronomy 6, 9. Now, after 4,000 years of tradition, that's a long time to keep a tradition going. It is still a reminder that every home, listen, must be sanctified, kept free from evil, and protected by the blood of the Lamb. Where do you think they got this idea? That's pretty easy to figure out. We know that when the Israelites were in Egypt, and it was the night before their release from their captivity that the uh, blood of the lamb, they, they were to bring in the m most pure lamb, the unblemished lamb, slaughter that lamb and take the blood of the lamb and put it on the lentil and the doorpost. Why? Because the Lord told them that the angel of death was coming. But if the angel of the death, angel of death saw the blood on the doorpost, they would be saved. And that's exactly what happened. So that's where the importance of putting the word of God on the doorpost came from. Now, practicing Jews, they would never think of entering or leaving their home without placing the fingertips of their right hand on the mezuzah, then touching their lips and saying, may God keep my going out and my coming in from now and forevermore. That's from Psalm 121.8. This prayer of David's serves as a daily recognition of God's divine presence and protection on their home. It makes sense to me. In fact, you know, Jewish people today still practice the custom of dedicating their home. I believe it's important that we do as well as Christians dedicate our home to the Lord. Um, Ruth Spector LaSalle tells of the dedication ceremony in her book called Jewish Faith and the New Covenant. And the ceremony called the ha Hanukkah Habayit is recorded in Deuteronomy 20 verse 5 and Psalm 30 and begins with the fastening of the mezuzah on the doorpost. A blessing is recited Blessed art thou, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who hast made us holy 
with thy commandments and has commanded us to fasten the mezuzah. Then a prayer follows. Master of the universe, look down from thy holy habitation and accept in mercy and favor the prayer of thy children who are here gathered to dedicate this dwelling and to offer their thanksgiving. Grant them that they may live in their homes in brotherhood and friendship. Now, for us as believers in Christ, God commands us to write his word on our heart. And as Ruth says, it's more important to have the word of God fixed in our heart than it is to have it wrapped up in a small box and nailed to the door of your house. Nothing wrong with putting a mezuzah on your house. But way more important to have the word of God fixed. I like that word, fixed in our heart. Believers, believers in Christ have the constant reminder of the protection of the Lamb of God who applies his blood to our hearts. He watches over us. He's always with us. He's our protector when we come into our homes and we go out from our homes. This is all the more reason, listen carefully, this is all the more reason for every believer to guard the doorway to his heart and home from the presence of evil. I've had over the years people ask me to come and uh, bless their home or to, um, you know, they have, they know that there's some evil spirits, they know there's something not right, and they want their home to be cleansed. And they want a spiritual cleansing of their home. But here's the deal I can come in with the Holy Spirit, and He can come and cleanse your home, and we can do all the things that we need to do. But I cannot cleanse your heart. You are responsible for cleansing your own heart. I can come in, bless your home, cleanse it, do all of those things. But if your heart isn't cleansed, then I have totally wasted my time and yours. Because you're living in that home with an unclean heart, what good is it to have the home blessed and sanctified if your heart isn't blessed and sanctified and clean? So it doesn't make sense. So I tell people right straight out, if you want me to come and do that, well, first we have to have a talk about your heart. And we got to see if there are issues that are not resolved in your heart, i.e. unforgiveness, whatever. Whatever sin is still lingering there that needs addressed because it's foolish to try to do a spiritual house cleansing when the heart hasn't been cleansed. So it is important for us to get the heart cleansed. There's a scripture I want to share out of Proverbs. It's Proverbs 4.18. So if you have your Bible, you can turn there. The path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. 
The word just in Hebrew, it means to be innocent. It means to be righteous, cleansed. It means to be in accordance with God's standard. So the path of the innocent or the path of the righteous, the path of the one whose heart is cleansed, is like the shining sun. Now think about that for just a moment. You and I both know how bright the sun is when it's shining. So the path of the innocent, righteous, cleansed heart is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. In other words, that that heart that is cleansed and innocent and righteous, it's shining more, it's growing in light. If it's, if it's like the shining sun, it, it's, it's like the sun is, the sun dawns and then, you know, it gets brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And it shines more and more, not like, not like the light of a meteor, which is just for a split second bright and then it disappears. Or like the light of a candle, which burns eventually dim and then it burns down and out. But this righteous individual, this heart that is just and innocent, it's like the rising sun that gets brighter and brighter and brighter as the day progresses. You see, the way of righteousness is light, and it delineates the path, and it directs the way to go. So when you have a pure heart, you, it, it's, it's an innocent heart. Think about a, a small child, very small children. I'd say in the, in the age range of roughly five to seven, they have very innocent hearts. They have pure hearts because they haven't really been exposed to much of the world yet. And Jesus, he loved the children to come to him. And he says that if we want to see the kingdom, that we have to come like a child. We have to come innocent. We have to come and say, you know, and humbly, like a child. Like, And so that heart that heart that is just, innocent, righteous, cleansed, that heart is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter. And it, that person who has that kind of heart, who is shining, helps to bring others along the path, helps them journey the path in a much pure and healthy way. Oh, my desire is to have a pure heart. So here's the question. Does the Lord desire for you to have a pure heart? You bet he does. Oh, you bet he does. And I've just shared a scripture, Proverbs 4.18, as to why you should desire a pure heart. Because the path of a, a just person or a person with a pure heart is like the shining sun. In other words, you, you carry so much light 
and you radiate light. Well, you're asking, so what? Well, you see, the Bible says that light dispels the darkness. So you can walk into a place that's very dark and your light will dispel all the darkness. I know and I believe there's coming a day when people are going to walk with such purity and holiness and pure hearts. They're going to be able to walk into a bar and people are going to just fall down and say, what shall I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? Because the light is going to dispel. There's going to be so much light on us that we will dispel the darkness. Amen. I'm excited about what God's doing. Now, the Lord spoke to me about a pure heart and spoke to me about calling this ministry Pure Heart Ministries because he desires to create in me a pure heart. Well, I know because I'm a prophetic voice. I know that that isn't just for me. I know that God has the same desire for you as well. I know that he's desiring for you to have a pure heart. Now, it's a process. You're not going to get a pure heart overnight, for heaven's sakes. It's a process. It's a maturing process. And God knows how to take you on the process. He knows how to move you along uh, along that way, along that path. Trust me, he does. Now, if you're really hungry for the things of God and to walk righteous, he'll accelerate that path. He'll accelerate you for sure. Uh, So I would say to you tonight, get hungry. Get hungry to have a, a pure heart. Because the purer the heart, the more you'll see God. In other words, the more you'll have encounters with the Lord Jesus Christ. Incredible encounters with the Lord. You see, that's not, those Beatitudes are not about when we get to heaven. Because we know we're going to see God when we get to heaven. That makes sense. So he obviously is talking about now, now, the pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God now on the earth. We know we're going to see him in heaven. Hallelujah. I hope you're as excited as I am, because I am really excited. I am so excited about this Pure Heart Ministries. I know this is where the Lord's taking me, and I know that he wants to take you there as well. I know that this year is going to be a year where God is, and I've said this earlier, that God is bringing us to a place of consecration. And I have been saying this probably for the last several months if you've been listening. He is in a process. Why do you think we spent all of that time in 1 John? Because way back then, you see, God was trying to prepare us. We are in a season of preparation, preparing us. He's maturing his children to become sons and daughters. And it's a process. We don't get there overnight. But hallelujah, we will get there. We will arrive. I hope tonight you've been encouraged, strengthened, challenged, certainly challenged to begin to walk with a pure heart.
This is Don Noble. With that, I say good night, shalom, peace be unto you from Pure Heart Ministries. Amen.